When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. For over 20 years, Dr. James Maxwell and his team at Crestwood Dental have been providing quality care to patients of all ages. They offer a variety of services from cleanings to cosmetic dentistry and restorations with today's most advanced technology, including the most up-to-date lasers, digital x-rays, and impressions. They offer Invisalign and custom aligners with their 3D printer. Crestwood Dental accepts most insurance plans and a membership program for uninsured patients. Schedule today at 314-463-5655 or Crestwood dental.com This is the Last Minute Blues Podcast with Jeff Burton, Donnie Fandango, and former Blues defenseman Jamie Rivers. Powered by Together Credit Union. Empowering you to achieve your financial goals. It is the Last Minute Blues Podcast. Donnie Fandango, Jamie Rivers, Jeff Burton. Gentlemen, what the hell is going on? And oh, you know what? Before I even start, start that, happy holidays. Yeah, happy holidays, holidays to the both of you guys. I have a holiday question for you. Yes. Right. Uh, because <laughs> where do you hang the mistletoe? Is it no? Uh, uh, we're all, we're not we're not starting with that. We're not starting. With no, that? no, we're, right. we're we're not. All right, oh. take take two, take two. Um, question. Um, we'll on, fix on the, it in post. Yeah. <laughs> on the show, we always talk about tipping. On the on the Riz show, we always talk about who you tip, who you shouldn't tip, how much, all that other kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. If you are, a- I'm going to start this whole thing by saying, if you are able, if you can, if you have the funds to. Do you leave anything for your trash collectors? Uh, yeah, absolutely. I do. We, we just started like a handful of years ago. Just get the started. timing down, so I kind of wait and dilly around out there. I kind of hear them through, and I'll throw them a little little envelope, you know? Yeah. Because there's days where, you know, I, I know my kids, they park in front of where the trash can is, and he gets out and moves the trash can and, does, and then puts how, it back. How about those times when there's me? Maybe a little more than you're really supposed to put out there, but he takes it anyway. Maybe something is oversized. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That sort of thing. My trash guy has, in fact, you know, we've wheeled it out or the kids, hey, bring the trash down, wheel it down to the curb or whatever. Right. And it makes it to like just outside the garage door. So it's still like 35, 40 feet away from where it's supposed to be. He'll stop, get out, wheel it down, (laughs) dump it into the truck and wheel it back for us like he knows oh yeah they, they got a full trash can i can right. see it from here and, and a forgot. full house and they he knows it was probably a kid that did half of their or job just, and the reason know. why the reason why i bring this up is we've done this lately or just over the last couple of years but today was the first time i actually saw it happen because because i'm off and <clears throat> she put out a little uh little gift bag on top of just the trash can not the recycle one but just the trash can and when the guy came up, and he's always been cool, and it's the same guy always, and as soon as he saw it, he just started kind of bopping like this, had a big old smile on his face and was bopping his head and went and put it in the cab. And then it was cool just to see that little smile on his face for a little $20 Amazon gift card. Was that right before he went, oh, crap, Jeff, you're home today? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he started walking towards the front door and then saw my car and then turned around and left for some reason. And then we'll do the same thing for the recycler, or we did already this morning. So it's yeah, kind of fun. I, I, I think that it's a nice thing to do if you can do it. It's something that I, I haven't done, and, and I'm going to tell you maybe potentially why. I don't know if it is my 
mailman or my trash carrier that is relentlessly throwing cigarette butts in my driveway oh. and right around my uh, mailbox. Really? And I don't like it at all. And then also, too, and you know what? People are going to think I'm a dick for saying this, and they can, but my trash collector leaves a card in like a really crummy Christmas card, like bulk style, for sure, like in the trash can. And I feel like, homie, if I want to give you the twenty spot, I'm gonna do it. Yeah, so you're saying he's putting out a tip jar. Kind yeah, of, sort man. Of, yeah. I, I just, I don't, I, I get don't that too. Applaud the effort. I, I, get, I get that too. I totally do. I know a trash company that uh, actually pre-prints. Uh, cards for their drivers to put out on uh, to their customers. What if they just start doing the um, like the college kids do? You know, the trash guy comes out and just puts a little sticky note that has his Venmo on it. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> saving all the trees. Uh, yeah, the trash cans have a little a little, little you know thing on the side yeah. just for tips. I mean, hey, why that not? could be it. I well, don't know, man. That that whole thing like feels like uh, like almost a guilt driven thing almost yeah. sometimes, man. I get it, totally and, get and, that. Man. And you know, it's like I hey, job well done, job well done, and you absolutely deserve it. But I mean, I don't know, man. Like, I get it. It's just nothing I've ever done. Yeah, and I just trying to create some guidelines here. And you said, "Oh, you tip the trash guy with you know, give him the Amazon card sure. or whatever." Is it way too cliche or cheesy to tip the Amazon driver with the Amazon <laughs> card? That's I like would, store credit or something. Isn't I would it? think not, though. You still got stuff to buy, right? Yeah, like I would imagine that even though you're an Amazon employee. You still buy things from Amazon, sure. Right? I you would don't think just get so. it for free. Do they get? Oh, yeah, I, there's I no way they get a, they get a decent discount. But if they get a I discount, it's probably so. a code or yeah. something that they have, like or their employee identification. Have you guys ordered anything from Amazon recently and got it like in less than 24 hours? Yeah. Yes. And then I've also ordered something that was supposed to come in less than 24 hours, and I'm still waiting for it. Really? Mm-hmm. And the reason I found out because of that back. the the place in Fenton. Uh, the warehouse in Fenton has like upped their, or I guess lessened their turnaround time. If you order something that happens to be there in Fenton, apparently you get it like real super quick. Is there quick. any way to know what's in Fenton? I don't think so. <laughs> not I being don't a think dick. So. I know. I'm I thought saying, that the like, other day. If I knew, I'd be like, okay, hang on, let me get this version of it because <laughs> right. I know I'm going to get it by the end of. Well, there it is. Well, no, because even like last week, like I bought an REM record on like Tuesday, and it was in my driveway on Wednesday. Like. Pretty I, bet awesome it, stuff. I bet that's probably the case. That, that would make sense, wouldn't it? Because I, I did the same thing with some glasses or something. It was in my driveway in less than 24 hours. You know what? I got to take a, a small time out here. Uh, Jamie, how good does this dude look today? Oh, he looks incredible. Dude, he, for real. Like, I, like I normally, have babies with him. Like, normally Let's I would be it. being sarcastic and things, but dude, you look good, oh, man. thank you very much. I well, appreciate and it. And that hair's coming back, you yeah, bastard. It uh, it's sure so is. much that I have to put some uh, gel in it now. Oh, that's fantastic. How about that, huh? Look at me. I'm almost a man again, guys. <laughs> I think my penis Dude, is supposed to come in the mail today because I ordered it yesterday. Stop oh, that. It's supposed to what? Arrive in the mail. Oh, thank you for clarifying. <laughs> no wonder the mailman doesn't I stop. know those things are hard for you. Sometimes. All right. Anyway, that's your fault. But thank you, Donnie. I appreciate you saying that. That's very nice of you to notice because I do try over here. So did the NHL postpone everything till after Christmas? Is yeah, that what's happening? those jerks. No, there's no postponement. It said it's a holiday break. Mm. Has anybody else noticed that on the NHL network at the bottom scroll? It's, it's the NHL announces holiday break. Forced by COVID. Yeah. <laughs> right? No, they didn't say anything about that. Okay. It just so, said holiday break. So then these games that are not being played will be played 
in what was going to be the pause in the schedule for the Olympic break because I, them yeah. going to the Olympics at this point is it, probably not going to happen. It hasn't been officially announced, to my knowledge, while we're recording this podcast, but I believe by the time this podcast comes out, it will have been public knowledge that the NHL is no longer participating in the Olympics yeah. this year. So it's just a really, really poorly kept secret at this point. They just haven't officially wow. announced it. It's yeah. kind of like the DH in Major League Baseball next year. Kind of, but I think there are some some uh, some paperwork that has to get done because you know now the other country, all the countries have to think about how they're going to get players there. Will the will the hockey be a part of the Olympics? Yeah. And like maybe it's a wacky year where it's like the most unheard of countries are able to provide teams because they're already kind of over there. And they don't care about athletes going back to, you know, if they have to quarantine or whatever. And all of a sudden you've got, like, who knows, winning the gold medal this year would be kind of whack. Right. But, but could it be a case where, like, the U.S. and Canada don't send their players, but the Russians still feel the team? Um, so here's the way it worked last time, and here's the way it could work again. There are a ton of Canadian and American hockey players playing in Russia, in Sweden. in Like, they're already kind of over there. Right? Uh-huh. And so that's what would happen is Team Canada would select a team based on guys playing pro hockey across the ocean. And that, that way there, it's limited travel. You know, some of it's still far, don't get me wrong. I mean, you're going to China. I mean, it's, it's not like, oh, I'm going to jump in the car and drive to China from, you know, Great Britain. Right. I mean, you're still looking at a haul from there. But I think it, it the leagues over there do take a longer pause. It's not... Because of the way it's set up, it's weird. They take a bigger break so that they allow for teams to have their players go to the Olympics. Not necessarily with COVID rules, but just in general. So mm-hmm. I, that's what I think will happen. Boy, oh boy. Yeah. What a bummer, man. That's like one of my favorite, favorite things. Olympic hockey is great. Now, will this break, and it will obviously help more teams than just the Blues, help people that are in COVID protocol get better, uh, the injured to get better, that sort of thing. How will this affect the Blues? Like, who's close to coming back? Well, I think almost everybody. Honestly, I, I haven't gotten a, a complete update yet, but you would imagine that it's going to be over a week by the time that the Blues get back onto the ice. David Perron was right there, ready to come back. Uh, you know, Who knows what Cairo and Shen and Thomas, those guys are probably going to be ready. Billy Huso could be ready. He could have an entire lineup back by the time December 27th hits, which is going to be interesting because you have a lot of really great players right now. Currently on your roster, you're going to have to make some tough decisions if you're Doug Armstrong. Boy, this is going to be really interesting how this all shakes out and who is left standing here when they resume play. And then also, too, though, guys, like, isn't it distinctly possible that we're just going to be have to be dealing with this COVID situation moving forward throughout the rest yeah, of the year? So here's where I am with it. And I don't know how you guys feel. And I'm just going to throw it out there. And if you disagree, honestly, jump on board and let's talk about it. Yeah. Because I feel like discussions need to be had in a positive way. And I look at what's going on right now, and a couple of things come to mind. And in talking to some people who are in the medical field, not me, people in the medical field, they do feel like some of the daily testing, it actually makes the players more susceptible to COVID. And here's why. is all the little hairs in your nose that protect you from all those germs and all those little things that fly around. If you're being tested regularly, you've got something being jammed in there and worked around it's wearing down that area, which means it's less to be less uh, able to be stopped by something. So a lot of guys are actually probably it's more of a freeway for COVID than having to work through the windy roads. That's one thing. 
So I'm like, okay, maybe let's slow down on the testing as far as as far as that goes. Second part of it is if you're vaccinated and if you're asymptomatic, I feel like you shouldn't need to be tested. And I know that sounds crazy, but hear me out because people go to work every day. Right now, there's someone in their car or at home listening right now that are in their workspace every day within three, four feet of people or whatever. They currently have COVID, but they don't know it. They don't know it. And I know just because you don't know it doesn't mean it's right to be out there. I understand, but nobody is testing daily across the world right now. And if you're, I believe that if the athletes are asymptomatic, means no symptoms, and you know they're vaccinated, let's let's let them just play because who knows in your regular life if you're walking around with COVID, you could be. If you're asymptomatic, you could be. So it's not that I'm encouraging people to spread the virus. I don't want that. I think there's a very serious thing, and if you're susceptible to the virus, then you stay home and, and you do your thing, you wear your mask and you're super protect. I'm fine with that. I, trust me, I'm not an anti-vax or vax or anti-mask. I'm none of the above. I'm trying to see how the world can get back to some kind of normalcy. And if these athletes have to be uh, quarantined, basically, so they stay within the team and their families and they don't travel around, but then if they're if they're vaccinated and not symptomatic, why test them? If they're just around the same group of people all the time, that's my thought on that. I'm not talking about like a free for all across the world and, you know, just go do whatever. That's it. We're just going to, that's not what I'm saying. Let me just, okay. I I got a couple things to say, but I'm going to say this first. I'm so goddamn tired of this topic in general, in life. Hearing you, sir. We we all are. I mean, it's just, it it is, it, it is so, I just. You know what I mean? I'm, I'm just, with you, brother. We're all exhausted by it. So I don't know. Here, here's the thing. I just want everyone to be as safe as possible. But I do think there is a point where you can go overboard. But I don't feel qualified to say what I think that is. I just don't want players getting any each other sick. But I don't theoretically disagree with what you're saying. I just don't know, man. Like, for real, man. Like, I sat here the whole time know. he was talking going, that that makes sense as it's coming out of his mouth, but I couldn't form any sort of follow-up and say, yeah, Jamie, but, and I wonder if that's just the sports fan of me not wanting hockey to stop. Okay, let's try that, Jamie, because what we're doing isn't working because we still have a handful of positive tests you know, positive uh, uh, players on every damn team. It yeah, seems it's like. not even a hand. I mean, it's it's, it's a handful it, on each team. Right, it's, it's getting crazy. worse and worse. So and what? Worse. Yeah. So to my point, I can't dispute what Jamie said. I can't jump on board with it either. But if what we're doing, and when I say we, I mean the NHL is not working right now. Maybe try that. I mean, we're all around each other every single day. We are not wearing masks right now. Right. I you know, know that's that's kind of was my point too. Is is I think the world has to be responsible, and I know you're going to have that pocket of people that are just asshats that are not. But if you do have symptoms, then go get tested. And it's the same for the hockey world, the football world, the basketball. Where if you've got a headache, if you've got a sore throat, if you've got whatever the list of symptoms, which basically if you don't feel 100%, you say, hey, look, I'm not feeling great. Then it's up to the medical professionals surrounding you. Even in everyday life, if Jeff, if I, if I didn't feel good today, I wouldn't have come in. I would have said, guys, you know what? I don't know what it is, but I don't feel great. I'm going to go get tested. Yeah. Okay, but let me interject. And I'm again, I am only playing devil's advocate here. I'm just, but like, what if you're a dude like Dakota Joshua and 
listen, man, you are in that lineup because you fought your ass to, to get in that lineup. You are by no means cemented in that lineup. Dude, I'm just being honest. Mm-hmm. If that were me and I started to have a scratchy throat or those things, man, I don't know how... I don't know that I would speak up, man. I think I would be afraid that I would lose my spot yeah. on the team. I, but I'm, then what but What do you do then, like, when the symptoms just get to be too obvious? Well, right. I mean, and I then, guess there's sure. a point. Sure. Now, now your teammates and your train, they're like, dude, really? Right. And now uh, you've got, you're you're screwed now on you've the, got team, the black I mark. Yeah, I see what you're saying, but Donnie. You know, not man, a whole like, lot of people are going to think ahead to that. A lot of people are just going to go, I'm going to do whatever I can. Because, I mean, you know, being a former professional athlete, you play hurt all the time. How many times have you played sick? Well, lots of times. <laughs> there was one game where I had some kind of stomach flu. No, Jeff, it wasn't a hangover. I never threw up from a hangover. <laughs> but I had some kind of stomach flu, and I was like a bubble player, and I had gotten to the rink, and... I was kind of like to the trainer. I was like, man, I just don't feel good. And so I was kind of throwing up before the game. I kind of dressed over on my own. I needed to be in the lineup. It was an ESPN game. This is how long ago it was. I mean, I know ESPN's back on board now, but it was gone for a really long time. And it was an afternoon game. And I'll never forget the telling the equipment guy to have a trash can over on the side of the bench, and I come off the ice and turn around and oh my gosh, <laughs> and then go back out. So yes, you play through it, and not always the greatest decision to do that. But I think that right now, based on the the bubble the players had to go through, based on the no fans for a fifty six game season, based on the strict protocols that have been implemented, ever I think players have a little more awareness of you know, how serious this could be for for health-wise, for certain people, yes. For the most part, a lot of these hockey players are getting through this with very few or no symptoms, okay? But either way, you don't want your team to be shut down. Heaven forbid something else happened to somebody else as far as they get sicker. So that's kind of where I go again is the players themselves are speaking out right now. And nobody has the answers. Yeah. So to your point, Donnie, the frustration of it, and what I my frustration of it is the uh, you know on one side of the aisle or on the other side of the aisle I hate that there is a middle ground here both sides can be kind of right in this whole thing you know what I'm I'm so glad you said that because so many shows are so afraid to give their opinion on this and I think this is a great way to discuss this I really do a topic that we've talked for 15 minutes now about that Donnie was right I'm so tired of talking about well, but, but, but but we have to you you absolutely do and I didn't mean it that way like no, in the sense no, no. that we shouldn't we all just agreed like, with you man but it just it, dude it is it, it, we're all past the point of levels of exhaustion and like and, and I don't mean to sound selfish here and I know it's going to sound that way but dude's I want to go to a game and not worry about it. I, I want to go yeah. to a concert and not worry about it. I want to, t- you know what I'm saying? Like, this this whole thing just seems like a daily mind F, and really most of us are just trying to get through healthy and keep our families healthy at the same time. Like, you know what I mean? Like, it's, it's just like this basic thing that you can't believe you have to keep running through your head over and over and over again, man. Right. It just gets exhausting. It is. It you is. Want- do you Go want ahead. to talk hockey then? <laughs> I think maybe we Let's, could. We can talk hockey. Because- I just I think that for all sports, just to kind of put a ball on it from my perspective, all sports and society in general have to do kind of what we did here today is you know, kind of discuss what the middle ground is and keep people safe, but at the same time try to keep people sane too. Mm-hmm. And not, you know, locked into their home with, you know, a hazmat suit on and all that. Right. Let's let's just all try to find a middle ground. 
That's all. Try, try to find a regular life, but with our eyes wide open. Yeah, with with some awareness. Yeah. You know, man. I I and 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 I'll wrap it up on my end. But I, you know, I would like to hope and think that that maybe through all of this, one of the things that we learn is maybe how to communicate with each other. It doesn't sort of seem like oh, that's boy. happening. God, yeah. have you not seen Twitter? <laughs> right, oh, my right. God. Oh, God. Oh, I, I made a Twitter post yesterday about just being offended by racists, and whoa, not everybody on board with being anti-racist these days, which is wow. really wow. Right. Right. It's it's <laughs> it'll, it'll catch on eventually. <laughs> right, right, Did right. Did you guys, uh, just uh, to put it uh, a bow on it on my side, Watching the news, uh, I don't know, there was some sort of gathering about masks or not masks, but there was a what looked to be a very young mother holding a baby, and she, and they were interviewing her about it, and she was on the anti side, and she said, quote, I'm not really into the whole COVID thing. Huh. I went, okay. Oh, it's, a, it's definitely a fad. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's I don't a, know if you have Google cool. or not. It's cool. Uh, all right, so anyway, uh, a less controversial uh, topic for sure. Yes, sir. If Tarasenko keeps balling, let's say he becomes an all-star. Yeah. Uh, then yeah. which he is. What you do with him? Do you just sit back and go, I can see Jamie going, "Hey, his trade stock is going up." Or I can see Jamie sitting back going, "Resign the guy or something." I don't know at this point. Uh yeah, that's I mean, it's the question of the day for sure because he's leading the team in scoring. Right now, and he's looking exactly like you want Vladimir Tarasenko to look as far as a dynamic, dominant player in the NHL. Um, still, it's only been 29 games, I think is what it is, So, or 30 games at this point. you got to still be cautious because, you know, he, things can happen. But right now, that line, the Russian line, is fantastic, and Vladdy looks amazing. Yeah, you're right. His stock is rising daily. I... I just hope he would rescind his trade request and just be like, you know what? If it's out there, fine. If not, I'm here. I'm good. I'm signed for another, you know, this year and next year. But the problem I have with that is that hearing from really good sources that he has not, that it's still on the table, that his representatives do not rescind the trade request, that he still wants to be traded. And so there's still this element of what the hell looming over that player. And it sucks because he's your top scorer right now, and that line is arguably one of the most dominant lines in hockey. So, so, (laughs) okay, so here's my question. If he is moved, do the Blues, with seemingly a lot of depth at forward, have the depth to absorb that kind of loss. I already know the answer to this, and I don't even want to look at your eyes because I'm afraid of how you're looking at me. But but just just throwing that out there because the, the depth offensively has been something that we've had to pull on quite a bit this year. Is it something that, you know, I mean, would that trade-off for a top-four defenseman be something that, that would, you know, you think would be worthwhile? I, I got to say that I find it difficult to believe that you could replace Flatty. Right now, whoa, yeah, that's very surprising to well, hear him say that. Well, with his the way he's currently playing, not disagreeing with you, man. Try to find another ten guys in the league that are you know more dominant. Like I'm just saying. So if you get rid of get rid of trade, move on from Vladdy, whatever the word you want to use is, and then all of a sudden your offense dries up. Oh boy, 
And then all of a sudden, Barbashev and Buchnevich kind of dry up and things. And Kairou's not healthy. And, you know, maybe Robert Thomas doesn't get healthy. All of a sudden, you have a lot of old boys. And you had one of the top scoring guys. And now he's off to wherever, lighting the lamp down in whoever. And, and you're sitting there with the top four defensemen, maybe. But you still can't score goals. I don't know. I'm not willing to make that trade right now. As of right now, if I'm Doug Armstrong, I'm riding it out. But so then, so then you're trying to find a different way to acquire that top four defenseman, or yes. has the defensive pairing settled down for you any? Yes, they have, but not enough. Okay, not enough. To, if I'm looking at this, going, I want to win a Stanley Cup. Okay, it's not right now on my roster. It's just not for so, me personally. So even that that pairing that seems to be playing pretty well lately, a Pareko and Mikola, that is something that you don't know that you would think would continue. Match that up against Nathan McKinnon for seven games. I'm just asking. I'm I, asking I, I understand. No, no. You I, know what I'm saying? I get match it. that up against that because that's what's going to happen. It makes me feel nauseous. It makes in my me stomach. feel nauseous too. Okay, okay. Good. So I, I just so a Pareko playing like a Pareko, I could I. Would yeah. be a little more comfortable. But That's man. not my problem right now. My problem the is Nico Mikola is playing great. So let's 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 try to stay positive with this because he's playing fantastic. Long term, though, if I'm looking at a Stanley Cup championship run, I need Jay Bowmeister. Okay, who's Jay Bowmeister out there right now? And I don't mm-hmm. mean the wily veteran. I mean a guy that can log those minutes yeah. and play that style. I do think, I do think there's a trade available. I do think there's a trade that's available with the Arizona Coyotes. I really do. They got a young defenseman by the name of Jacob Chikrin. Yeah. Kid's an absolute stud. He's 23 years old. He's got three years left on his deal, maybe four at 4.6. It's a steal. Okay. You're going to probably have to part with some of your young talent. Like? Well, you probably have to look to move on from, um, well, Clem Costin. Sorry, Jeff. No, I, I, I saw that. I see that coming. Clem Costin. Um, you know, you may have to move on. You may have to pick a Robert Thomas or a Jordan Cairo. Ah, woo. Hi. You may. Ah. You may. Um, and you might also have to pick about keeping Tory Krug or Scott Perunovich. Holy smokes! Wow. I mean, guys, I'm this just guy telling, is a stud. I wrote down this thing. Okay, I wrote down this trade. Bear with me here oh, yeah, as yeah, I yeah. find it here. I got to find out. I about thought it. he was like, oh, well, Phil Kessel up on. But when you said defense, I'm like, who's so, he talking about? Here's here's kind of where I, I had. This is actually a package that I put together uh, hypothetically. Okay, is that uh, de- they desperately need goaltending in Arizona? They don't have a backstop. They they don't have a young. They don't have a future. They have nothing. So maybe a Ville Husso. Now that Charlie Lindgren has emerged as a, so far in five games, a guy that you think could be your backup goalie, you put in Husso, Costin. We already talked about mm-hmm. that. And then maybe it's Jake Neighbors. Maybe, it, maybe it's Jake Neighbors, who we love him. Uh, thought he played fantastic for nine games. Assistant captain with Team Canada, the World Juniors coming up. But if you're looking at acquiring somebody like Jacob Chikrin, you know, maybe you add that in there. Uh, maybe you throw in Scandella at the same time. It, it gives the Arizona Coyotes a million dollars, over a million dollars less than the salary cap. They get a left-handed shot defenseman to kind of carry them through the rebuild that they're about to go through. The only thing that could change that is you may have to swap out neighbors for Perunovic on that deal. Oh, That's a long you, receipt, man. But, it but, is, but Jeff, you're getting – you got Jacob Chickering scored 18 goals last year. In a fifty-six game season, so that's so that okay. So essentially, getting him and giving up Perunovic is swappish. Yeah, I as mean, far as your future D man 
goes, Especially right? Because Jacob Chikrin's 23 years old. Yeah. And, and what's Perunovic? Twenty two. Okay. Okay. So it's it's like you're swapping out. And you, Jacob Chikrin, six foot three, two hundred and twenty pounds. He skates as fast, if not faster, than Jay Bowmeister did. He plays twenty four to twenty eight minutes a game. Like there is one factor that you are not factoring into your thing. Oh boy! And that is Doug Armstrong's brilliantness. This is going to end that up would being be brilliant, right there. Yeah. Trust me. Th- th- this this is going to end up being like a bag of pucks. Patrick Berglund's contract, and then uh, like a third round pick, and we're going to get six guys in a Basson jersey. I know we no, won't really. Do you know why you're not going to be able to no, do that? No, I'm just being facetious. Oh, you know I'm why? just saying that. Why? that I actually have a reason. Why? Well, I'm just not saying. Just because tell you're me, crazy. tell me. <laughs> no, I was just saying it because Armstrong makes these unbelievable deals. No, I just hate and, that he's staying so calm and right. we're getting all upset. <laughs> right. He does. But we're forgetting something here. The general manager for the Arizona Coyotes, Bill Armstrong. Bill Armstrong. No relation. By the way, by the way, not related, <laughs> not at all. But, but worked with Doug Armstrong for a decade. So no, he knows what's going on. Yeah. So like the smoke and mirrors and all the magic tricks, he's seen them all. <laughs> right. He probably, knows them. Probably helped him make them up. Yeah. You know what I'm yeah, saying? Yeah. The devil magic probably yeah, helped out with that. So. Anyways, I think that a real hockey trade can be had there because both sides know each other. And Bill Armstrong was a key guy in drafting three of those guys that I yeah. mentioned. So you know he likes them. Man, I, 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 this just goes back to the to in any sport where you want to improve. You know, it's the give to yeah, get. You got to pay and, a price. And when I hear those names, man, like listen, if I've got to choose between Robert Thomas and Jordan Cairo, I mean, I took them off that list. If you notice, I took them off that yeah. list. And I had Huso, Kostin, Neighbors, or Perunovic, and Scandella. That would be my offer. I think it's a lot. I right. think that's a fair amount. You're you're getting a young goalie, uh, two young, two other young players. You get a young goalie, young forward, and then either another forward or a young defense. That's a lot to start your team. Are, yeah. the, are the goalies swappable for you in that? Huso for uh, Lindgren? Uh, I don't or Lindgren know. for Huso, sorry. I don't know if uh, long term. Like if you're, if we're making this trade today – I have a hard time making that trade. If 10 games from now, Charlie Lindgren is, let's say, 7-1. and one. He's proving that he can play and he's adequate backup. You got to remember, Jordan Bennington is going to get the bulk of your work here. I would definitely say that, yes, they're swappable. Wow. Logan Brown. Yeah, he needs to stay here. Yeah. Yeah, he needs to stay in St. Louis with the big club. No more Springfield. Go pack your things. Drive your truck back home here. Go get in, in bed at your mom and dad's house here in St. Louis. He needs to be here. Now, what will his, his placement be here? I mean, is he going to be a fourth-line guy? Yeah, when you're, be a you're talking line? when everybody comes back, then what? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Right? And I mean, is he going to be a fourth-line guy, though, that you can put on the power play or do more things with? I think you can. Yeah, listen, the dance floor is going to get crowded when Real everybody's crowded. back. Yeah. Okay. Um but I think Logan Brown, he's got six points in 10 games. And he's six foot six, and he keeps showing more every game. He's playing with O'Reilly and Saad right now. If anybody questioned his foot speed and his hockey IQ and anything else or his work ethic, he wouldn't be playing on that line. Right. Ryan O'Reilly would have said, no, nah, I can't play with this guy. You know, put him on somebody else's line. Right. But that's not happening. And he, he's, he's playing really well. And the one thing he's proved to me is his poise with the puck at the NHL level is incredible. So does that open up the line combinations when everybody gets healthy? Do you maybe leave him up there so you can have a more potent second line with somebody? I think David position... Perron automatically slots back in there. Okay. The production of Perron and O'Reilly together. I was kind of hoping you would say that. It can't be overlooked. I think Saad, O'Reilly, and Perron is a great line. I think you keep the Russian line together. I think you have to until that dries up, if it ever does. 
And then you're going to have some decisions to make on your third line. You know, you've got a lot of extra bodies now. And you got Tyler Bozak, you got Robert Thomas, you got Braden Chen, you got Oscar Sundquist, Logan Brown. You've got a ton of guys that you need to kind of filter through here. I, I haven't taken a minute to write down what the line combinations could be yet, just for the simple fact that I hate to do that and like exclude somebody. And then there's an en- the injury carries on for another two or three weeks and it's irrelevant at that point, you know? So I, I just want to spout off irresponsibly. Uh, oh man, I just had a brilliant question and then my kid's school called and it completely, completely threw off my, my, was it about guacamole? My train of thought. No, it Could was, have been. It, yeah. was, it was not about guacamole. It was, I, I, I just, I had it. Oh, I know what it is. So I know I'm the only one that really cares this much about individual awards uh, when it comes to to the end of the season. And I know it's not a big deal, whatever. How can Craig Berube not be in the top three for coach of the year at this point in the league? He's, I mean, my God, he's had a mash unit the entire season, and this team is still working its ass off no matter who's in that lineup, man. Yeah, I think he's definitely in the conversation. You know, I uh, I think that it's got to continue. Right. right. That let's look at the team on paper at the start of the season. That's a really good hockey team. I guess you're right. So Damn it's it. like, uh, you know, uh, how I much? Knew he was, I knew what he I know. Did, I hate it when he's, he has that what? whole common sense thing. The team's thing. good and the team should be good. So your expectations should be high. Right. You're right. Correct. But Damn it. now, managing Let through. Go, Donnie. Yeah. But listen, managing through this situation <laughs> of craziness absolutely puts him to the front of the line. Now, am I saying that he's going to win it? I have no idea. To be determined, do I think he should be in one of the three finalists as it sits right now? Absolutely. I think he should. I think it's going to be interesting to see what happens in Vancouver as well. Bruce Boudreau is undefeated in what six games yeah. now with the I Vancouver Canucks. I brought that up, yeah. I, I, lo- you know what? I, I like him behind the bench a hell of a lot more than on my TV. But anyway. <laughs> I, I feel like he looks like boot, like baby Buddha. Like, so, like he should be sitting cross like a in the NHL at one point. I wow. saw his pictures, wow. man. He looks like, looked like a little firecracker guy. He was actually really. super talented hockey player, like super skilled. Look how small he is. Imagine back in those days. He was super skilled. And the guys love him. Guys who play for him tend to love him. So I, it's not really a surprise that he's having some success in, in Vancouver. Why does that happen when a new coach comes in, all of a sudden they rip off six, seven in a row? It, it's not a, a complete overhaul of the game plan, is it? Or no, is it just a fresh voice? I guess the only way I could compare it, to, the only thing I could compare it to is in, in different walks of life. Like, so let's say you're, you work for a company and every day you're going to work and it's like, well, you're doing your job. You think you are. But you know yourself, you're worn out because you got a boss that's riding you and bah, he's never happy or she's never happy or whoever your boss is. Then you get a new boss and they come in and they have that first group meeting, that company meeting, and you're like, I am ready to roll. Oh, uh-huh. I got it. Okay, yeah. Now I'm ready to roll. Like, yeah. I, want, I cannot wait to take a shower in the morning and get to work and because we got all this new stuff going on here. And the other thing I could compare it to is maybe, just maybe, um, whether you're a, a guy or a girl, you've had a bad relationship, and the relationship is just wearing you out. Years of or months of wearing you out, and then you finally get out of that relationship and find somebody that you know re-energizes you and gives you that zest of life, and you're like, "Wow, I get it now." It's kind of the same thing. Is a coach comes in, it's a new boss, it is a relationship for sure in sports. And guys who, coaches like Bruce Boudreaux who come in and and they're such upbeat personalities, tend to get a spike immediately out of that team. Now, it's sustaining that. 
How about old boy in Winnipeg that just stepped down, right? Okay. Oh, yeah. What would happen? What, Paul Maurice. Yeah, Paul, Maurice. Paul he, Maurice. He says that he just couldn't do it anymore. He was the wrong voice. Is, do, do we take that with a grain, or do you think that's really what oh, it was? Dude, Paul Maurice is one of the best hockey coaches I've ever seen in my life. Okay. okay. He is one of the best communicators that I've ever seen. You ever want to have fun, drop down a wormhole of Paul Maurice like press conferences. You leave there going, oh, my God, this guy is awesome. Huh. He's not know awesome. That. And his players love him. He just knew. He he just said, he goes, I got to a point where they needed a different voice. Huh. Been here for nine years. I got this team as close as I can, but never able to get them over the hump. Mm-hmm. The team's not changing. They've got contracts and salary. The team's not changing. They need something different. They need a different voice. So he stepped down. I, do, do you feel like as a player that you failed him then? Of course you do. Wow. What a, it's almost like a guilt trip as you're walking out the door. No, I think it's ownership. People in this world should try it a little bit these days. I'm telling you. I mean, it's, it's a Ownership guy, in his own ability it, to coach or not or message re- or self-awareness, not. Self-awareness, recognizing, like, you know yourself. We've all been there when you're in a room, whether you're promoting a show or you're at a rock concert and you guys are trying to build up a, an audience and you know when you've lost the room. You right. know, you look around, nobody's paying attention, nobody's listening. You could be saying anything and they're just like, whatever. You know, as a coach, you walk in and you're trying to get your message across and you're staring at blank eyes. You're like, I've lost him. I've lost him. So how do you get him back? Well, you keep trying, you keep trying. Got to a point where Paul Maurice loves that team so much that he was like, you know what? I'm the problem, not you guys. So I'm going to remove myself. Wow. Man, oh, man. So if you are this organization. It's me, not you. (laughs) (laughs) So if you are this organization, you are moving hell and earth to try to get Paul Maurice to be your head coach. Oh, my God. Uh, I mean, it would be anybody. Almost almost any team unless you have one of the top coaches currently. Like, if your team is successful right now, um, you're probably not looking at that. If If I'm Steve Iserman... In Detroit. In Detroit. And watch me connect the dots here for a second. Steve Eisenman in Detroit. Jeff Blashill has had a very subpar time in Detroit. But in fairness, he's had a very awful team to coach for a long yeah. period of time. The Detroit Red Wings are showing some uptick this year. Great young players, great future. Paul Maurice, gentlemen, at the age of 23, I believe, 24, took over as head coach of the Detroit Junior Red Wings. Coached ah. against yours truly. Ah. I played in Sudbury. Paul Maurice was the coach for the Detroit Junior Red Wings out of the Joe Louis Arena. Very familiar with the city, the people, the hockey. I could see Paul Maurice making his way back to coach the real Detroit Red Wings this time with the current management of Steve Eiserman and the ownership of the Illich family are fantastic. You put that guy in that situation, the way he communicates with their young players, that team's going to skyrocket. Did you guys by any chance, and if you have not seen the video from either last night or a couple of nights ago with Dylan Larkin, I guess it would have been a few minutes ago at this point, where in warm-ups he knocked over some dude's beer that was in the first first row, and so then he skates over to, I would assume, the equipment manager, and it's like, hey man, you got $20 on you? You You got $20 on you? So legitimately, this bench coach or whomever he was... Walked around with twenty bucks and bought this these dude another beer That's, that Dylan that Larkin doesn't knocked happen over. In any other how, professional sport? Dude, how Sorry, cool it, it is just, that, man? it doesn't. And like, and when he did it, he automatically knew that he did it. Immediately felt remorse and was like apologizing for. Like, oh man, 
damn it. Like, it was really cool, That's, man. I'm like, telling was, you, hockey players, I've said this for a million years, <laughs> and I've said it to you guys a million times, hockey players are the coolest of all this uh, professional athletes. We also know how much people like their beer. Well, that's well, yeah. Of course. That dude is there watching him. Like like Keith Yandel, uh, when he, remember the story about him? when the You know how when people dump it in, and the goalie goes behind the net and stops it for the defenseman, and he comes oh, yeah, running yeah. around? Keith Yandel goes, thank you, every single time. Every and it's single on, time. Look it up, and you just hear him go, thank you, or thanks. Yeah. I think it's the coolest thing ever. For the first time in my uh, in my hockey loving life, uh, I have the ability to purchase an authentic jersey. And I've been thinking about this for weeks, like overthinking. I think I'm going to get Butchnevich. I freaking love that guy so freaking much. But then just as I start to pull the trigger, then I think about Kairu. And I love Jordan Kairu. I don't know what to do, guys. Do you care about buying one and then they're not on the team anymore? Well, Does yeah, that sort of thing bother yeah, you? Of course. Maybe look at length of contract. Maybe that'll help. I don't know, man. I don't. And I just don't know the best way to do it. Maybe I should mm. just get a number six sweater. Oh, I have one of those. Get I'll the sell it to you cheap. All right, go out. That's perfect. It's even got a tie down. <laughs> Barely used. <Yeah. laughs> I thought it. You said it. All right. Well, well, gentlemen, I think we're gonna we're gonna wrap it up. I got to go be on the radio and find out why my kid's school called, which makes me incredibly nervous. Oh boy. Uh, happy holidays to you both, guys. Happy holidays, Merry you guys Christmas, too, man. and to everybody who uh, downloads and/or listens and likes. Thank you guys very much we appreciate you a lot jamie rivers jeff burton donnie fandango it is the last minute blues podcast and whenever hockey happens again let's go blues the last minute blues podcast hear more at 1057thepoint.com powered by together credit union empowering you to achieve your financial goals peloton let's go this holiday with the right music and the right motivation from world-class instructors we're gonna pick it up a notch it's the holiday season you might just surprise yourself with what you're capable of. Work out to thousands of live and on-demand classes, from running to cycling to yoga. Try Peloton risk-free with a 30-day home trial. New members only, not available in remote locations. See additional terms at onepeloton.com home dash trial. Peloton, motivation that moves you.